from the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Take your fucking diaper off. <laughs> New York City downward spiral continues, and it started years ago with the election of Mayor de Blasio, and uh, he dropped the appeal when uh, stop and frisk. The use of it in New York City was ruled unconstitutional the way they were using it. It wasn't, it, the practice itself wasn't unconstitutional the way it was applied in New York City. And uh, and has continued, you know, with the legalization of various, not legalization, the decriminalization. Well, album makes sense of it here. Joining me now, Seth Barron. Hey, Seth. Oh, hi, Pat. What's going you? on with, uh, you know, the all the stuff that's that's going on, it seems like it's adding up to uh, to, to increased uh, crime and problems and issues in New York. Um, well, what's the point? How is this good for anybody? Is it just political points for the you know the city council and De Blasio? Well, instead of just speaking in the most general terms, okay, do you mind if we bring you down to? <laughs> Something specific that happened this <laughs> well, week. Why don't we do that? Okay, well, this, this week the uh, city council voted to um, move ahead with the plan to close Rikers Island. Mm. Um, as uh, the listeners probably know, Rikers Island is where most of people incarcerated in the city waiting trial or serving sentences of like a year or less, uh, that's where they're they're held in the jails. This most of the city jails are on Rikers Island. There yeah. are other ones. Like there's, ten, right? Ten jails on Rikers Island. There's like ten jails on Rikers Island, but the, I think they're not all being used right now. And, and there's the tombs. There's the tombs. The uh, Metropolitan Detention Center. There's the Brooklyn Jail. There's one in Queens that's not being used right now. And the, okay. And, and then the one that you mentioned was the one. Um, so the tombs and the Metropolitan Detention Center. That's are, the tombs. That is the tombs. And yeah. so, but there's another one, the Manhattan Detention Center, right, where Epstein was. No, that's the that's a federal prison. Oh, okay. That's a federal jail. Uh, oh, okay. That's got separate. It. Okay. Um, but so here's the thing. Uh, but most people would would go to Rikers. Most people go to Rikers right now. There's about eight thousand people. Uh, incarcerated in the city, uh, or maybe it's more than that, but there's about 7,000, 7,500 at Rikers. And the wow. idea is that... The vast majority of people. The vast majority are at Rikers. Uh, outside of Rikers, I think there's room for 2,100 people in Brooklyn and um, Manhattan. Okay. Um, now, here's the thing. Uh, Rikers Island is... It's an old facility, uh, the mo- the way modern jails are supposed to be is, um, you know, you're supposed to have clear lines of sight uh, where, you know, the officers are kind of like, you know, it, it's like a pod. People eat in the same place where they, s- in the same area. There's convenient access to recreation and whatever kind of. They shit where they eat. They shit where they eat <laughs> services and whatnot. But, um. Look, Rikers is an old-style prison. There's not a lot of clear sight lines. There's a lot of... The place is kind of falling apart. The idea is to build borough-based jails. This is what the de Blasio administration wanted. This is what the advocates have pushed for. You know, most places have county jails. So we have five counties in, in New York City, the five boroughs. So the idea is let's build borough-based jails so people are next are in jail next to their courthouse where they're going to be tried and they're closer to their families. It's easier to visit them, supposedly. Mm. 
So, uh, because people seldom commit crime outside of their borough, right? And so, in 2017, they 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 decided that this was the way to go. But at the time, they said, "Well, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to lower the number of people in jail from 10,000 then to about 5,500." Uh, and once we do that, we'll be able to close Rikers and get, because, you know, they're going to have to build jails, these like 30 or 40 story, basically jail skyscrapers in the middle of all the boroughs, like, you know, right by the courthouse. So that's kind of a logistical challenge, you know, a 30 or 40 story jail to house like 1500 people or whatever. Right. So, you know, they've been going through the process of talking to the communities and who are naturally not that keen on it. So the other day they announced, oh, guess what? We figured out we only need space for 3,300 inmates. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Now, the way they were going to get down to 5,000 inmates was, uh, you know, stop arresting people, stop jailing people for really small things, get rid of cash bail. You know, here's the problem is that 20 years ago, we had 20,000 people in Rikers. So we've already slashed the number of people in jail radically. There's very few people in jail today in there for nonviolent crimes. Uh-huh. Most of the people there, this is like, even as the mayor's management report said a couple of years ago, this is a particularly diff- violent and difficult to manage population. It, we're filled with serious criminals. I mean, that's who's there. Getting it down to 3,300 we're going to be letting a lot of dangerous people out on the streets. And and, and this is a, wait, you say right now there's how many people are at 5,500? Uh, we're closer to like 7,000. Closer to 7,000. So cutting that in half, half of the, the violent criminals that are currently locked up, a difficult to manage population will just be uh, awaiting trial uh, while out. Yeah, basically. People who have raped and, and uh, armed robbery and well, stuff like know, that. Well, you know, the state changed the law. This is going in effect January 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of crimes will no longer be bailable offenses. Like, you just get out. Well, it seems as if that's going to take care of this whole thing. Well, it, it'll take care of a lot of it. Yeah. And that's it's debatable, I guess, whether that's a, a good or bad thing. But is there any... I mean, what are the absolutes in terms of this? Because I know they've got some leeway that the judges do on, like, who has to some, be remanded and, and, and who doesn't. Well, um, in New York, you're not allowed, the judge is not allowed to assign bail on the basis of public safety risk. Now, how does that make sense? You're only allowed to assign bail on as an assurance that they'll return for trial so i mean like how did this how did that get decided i mean has it always been that way is that the way it's okay we've had that for a long time but there's typically been um judges have ways of um working around that using some common sense in order to Mm -hmm. you know right but now basically no misdemeanors will be bailable and, and um, some felonies as well, and right? a lot of fel- a number of felonies. Like, like do you, do you, which ones do you happen to know? Well, for instance, like one controversial one. Say you're arrested for having like a couple of pounds of heroin or cocaine or something. The prosecutors may suspect or may basically know that you're involved in like like an organized crime trafficking, heavy duty trafficking network, but they can't establish that immediately. So what they would do is charge you with, you know, felony 
possession, which used to, you know, be bail eligible. But now those people will get to walk out. So essentially, heavy duty drug criminals, technically, they've only been so far arrested for possession and they'll be let out, even though they're actually involved in like, you know, very serious. um, That just seems like a monumentally bad idea. Well, it's funny. Um, It is. It does seem like it's moving forward, though. There there are reasons to think it might not. It's it's a troubling development. Yeah, to say the least. Uh, What are the reasons to believe it might not move forward? This is supposed to cost about ten billion dollars. Ten billion to build all these prisons or jails, these new jails. Yeah, but. The thing is, nothing in New York City ever costs what they say it's going to cost. So it's going to be incredibly expensive. Mm -hmm. This is all going to be city money. So there's a good chance that, say, if there's a recession, they won't do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, There's a good chance that... I mean, this is supposed to be done by 2026. Oh, I see. Okay. I thought this was much quicker. No, 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 no. Because they're going to have to build all the jails and then shut down Rikers. But in the process, they're going to have to move people out of the jails into Rikers. Because they have to put them somewhere when they when they tear down the jail to build the new one. Fucking mess. Yeah. What a a mess. What a terrible idea. So what a mess. Well, one funny thing is that when they said all of a sudden, I, I guess I should have said this before, when they announced that they were going to reduce the number that from 5,000, the ideal target from 5,000 to 3,300. They basically came up with this because they realized 3,300 was the maximum number of people that they could convince the local council members to accept. Because the local council members were like, you can't build a 40-story jail in my district. So they were like, okay, well, we'll build a 30-story jail. Hmm. So, So basically, they came up with the number and then they backed into the size of the jails that they came up with like the maximum size of the jails they could fit. And then they were like, Oh, well this is the, this is, this is what crime is going to be. What a great way to control crime is you just put a a ceiling on how many people you can arrest basically and jail. So, you know, all the advocates keep saying, um, if you build jail cells, then you will fill them. But that's not actually true. I mean, Rikers has a lot of room on it right now. Yeah. That's not being used. Well, I mean, considering it was at, you know, 20,000. Double, double what it yeah. is now. Right? So the funny thing is, um, it's really more like saying, like, if you don't build it, they won't come. <laughs> if you don't build it, they won't come. If we don't build the cells, there won't be enough. There won't be any criminals to fill them. Uh, it's, I guess, very philosophical to say. It's a beautiful thought. That if you build, like if you, if as many jail cells as you build, that's how many people you will arrest. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Mm. I mean, why not just have 200? Look, there's a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, why have, why have any jail cells? There's a lot of people who say there's this whole no new jails group. And there's a lot of prison abolition people who really believe that we should have no jail cells at all. Where do these people live? In the city. Really? Apparently. Well, look, they think that if... All right. They think that crime is driven by root causes, social causes. Okay. And if we had enough education and housing and all of that kind of stuff, then nobody would be committing crimes. But most crime is not really crimes of what you would call crimes of necessity. Sure. Stealing bread for the family and whatnot. Right. I mean, 
And those sort of crimes, nobody gets arrested for anyway, like shoplifting. Mm. I mean, it's very rare that anyone gets arrested for shoplifting. Can I just say anecdotally, I was in a Dwayne Reed the other day. A guy was leaving with a 12-pack of beer, bumped into two policemen outside who made him come in, put the beer back, and let him go. Right, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, there you go. Yeah, that's sort of like the new way things work in this city. Like, and that's that would be seen as like a great interaction because the cops. That way, he doesn't get involved. Why are, why are they hassling him? Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, because you know, there's this idea that arresting people for minor crimes, which you so-called minor crimes, any touch touching the so, the criminal justice system, damns you. Right. Like, if you get involved, then it it sucks you in, and then you're you're doomed. So basically, like, you steal a pack of gum, you have to go to the, the you get arrested, and then next you Next thing you know, you're missing you, a court date. Next thing you know, you're missing a court <laughs> Next thing you know, and then to make it up, and then you can't get a job, and then you can't graduate, you don't graduate high school, you get kicked out of your house, you can't get a job, and then what are you supposed to do except start selling drugs, and then you have to kill somebody, and so it's like this spiral. <laughs> You have to kill somebody. And it's like but this, yeah, I hear you, right? But it's you know, like, I mean, it's, and and honestly, that that does leave a lot of it takes all the hope out of you know the criminal justice system that that there's any you know reform uh, that's possible or that there's any uh, uh, positive effect from it. Well, they they have introduced. Um, there's a new uh, program called what's it called? Renew, Project Renew. Um, where it's restorative justice. Oh. So if you have been arrested for something, instead they send of, a white person to prison. <laughs> well, that might that might work. No, but restorative justice, they as a proxy, <laughs> they will send you to a to say the Brooklyn Museum, and you'll take a two to four hour tour, and then maybe you'll sit in a discussion group and talk about why you did what you did. And, you know, you'll talk to us and then it's basically over. And then you will, um, and that's the idea of Project Renew. And then your, your record will be expunged or sealed. And it turns out that the people who went through this uh, actually preferred it to going to jail. Really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> well, that really tells you something, doesn't it? I thought yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, good, yeah. Right? So the idea is scale back the uh, a number of prison cells, uh, the jail cells, rather. I keep saying yeah. prison, but the number of jail cells. And um, that way, control uh, crime. And, you know, they've already come up. That's This is the latest. This is just the latest. The things leading up to this. The decriminalizing of urinating in the street was an early one with Melissa right. Martin Viverito. Yep. So we're going to do that. She was a speaker of the council. He's working closely with the council. It's amazing. I think it's really a testament to the power of the mayor of New York City. The power that he has to set and act uh, on an agenda is it's remarkable. I mean, he has said, here's what I'm going to do. He, uh, you know, the set a tone by paying off the uh, Central Park Five, $41 million, which is this the first amount they asked for. They're opening, you know, they were like, you're, you're going to give it to us? Okay, you know, $41 million. And then uh, stop and frisk right away, as he said. Now, it was already coming down anyway. No definite action was needed, but he did drop the appeal against 
uh, you know, the judge, Shira uh, Sheenland, who had been taken off the case because she inappropriately got herself on the case to begin with. Doesn't matter. That's, you know, stop and frisk basically doesn't exist.